Wow, we're at 100% occupancy across our HMOs right now. And on today's episode, I'm going to share exactly how we've done it. Plus, I'm not sure I should do this, but I'm going to share two secret sales techniques which will make sure you convert more tenants and fill more rooms. Stay tuned. I'm Simon. And a few years ago, I decided I wanted to make a change. I wanted to create a passive reoccurring income to support me and my family. Today, and a legacy for the future. Fast forward two years, and I've managed to generate over £10,000 worth of monthly passive income. I've set up the business, scaled the business, and now I've systemized the business to free up my time. So join me to find out how I've done it, how others are doing it every day, and how you can do it too. How to fill HMO rooms fast. On today's podcast episode, I'm going to be sharing what I've done to get back up to 100% occupancy across over 100 units in my portfolio and how you can do it too. If you're brand new to the podcast, every single Monday we release new material. We're over a year now. We've got over 50 episodes of amazing free rent-to-rent information and creative cash flow property content so go check that out and if you're not already please do subscribe to the podcast and please 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 give us a review on whichever platform you're using it really helps spread the word and that's all I ask so today's episode was sort of inspired by the fact that during COVID occupancy rates were good but they did slip at times And the larger portfolio you get, it seems to get harder and harder to fill these rooms. And I want to share with you what I've done to get back up to 100% occupancy. And a key factor to that actually has been implementing students to my professional portfolio. So we actually had over 50 student tenancies. Um, I think we're set to have over 60 once we fill the last couple of new properties that we're undergoing refurbishments, (laughs) refurbishments, it's always a tongue twister, um, on at the moment. So that's going to be over 60. Last year, I think we had like 25. So we've we've doubled it. Um, The majority of those rent to rent, but we've actually added one new property on our portfolio just for students as well. So I'm going to share five top tips and I'm going to get straight into it today. So tip number one, and it is a massive, massive one. Okay, you've got to be proactive. And what I mean by that is too many people stick their properties on open rent, spare room and just expect them to, you know, let out. And it's not as simple as that. You've got to change your ads you've got to delete them and renew them so the algorithm sees them as new ads again. You've got to message people and DM people in spare room and and stuff like that. You've got to try and put yourself out there rather than just waiting for the tenants to come to you. So really, really key one, you've got to be proactive. So 
I'm really, really proactive. I get a team member to message everybody on spare room as often as possible um, in, in terms of open rent. As soon as we do get an inquiry, we're on the phone. We try and keep a sort of hot lead list and check in with people. So if somebody goes on a viewing and you don't hear from them, we're checking back in and following up, following up from people that we've not spoken to for a few months. And that is key. So make sure you, you, you know, you push and you're proactive. Number two, and it's key, photos, photos, photos. To be fair, that could have been number one. If your photos don't look good, then what are you even doing? The HMO market now has become increasingly competitive. So I'm always pushing to try and make my photos look better and better and better. And on Thursday, we photographed two properties, a purchase and a rent to rent. And literally, I actually probably could have done the shoots a couple of weeks ago, but I just wanted to perfect it. I wanted to get more dressings. I wanted to get the style right. I spent a little bit more money on the interior. And then we spent a whole afternoon getting pictures, getting videos, getting 3D tours, because photography is everything. You need to find a way to stand out. And that's what I'm constantly working on. So photography, please don't rush it. Please don't think that you can style it. Please make sure that there's no leads and wires in your photography, that you've ironed the, the bedding, that you're not using your iPhone or gym that kind of used to do a bit of photography in their spare time. Like you need a professional and this stuff needs to sell your product. Another key thing with photography is the best and only opportunity you're going to get to do these photos is before it's let. So even if you do manage to secure early tenants, please make sure you get photography because when you come to re-let it, you don't want to have to go into a let property that's been, you know, lived in, should we say politely, for a year and do a, a photo shoot. You want to show tenants what it um, what it looks like in its best when they get it, not when it's lived in. Number three, pre-qualify all leads. So a lot of the leads you will get will either be time wasters, maybe they're just browsing. They won't read your ad. So sometimes it's not an ensuite room and they're assuming it is. So what I always, always do is I always call the the viewer, the applicant, and find out exactly what they want at this stage. Because if they say, just brought a, you know, a new car and off-road parking is a must, and your property is a terrace property, which is poor for parking, then you either need to recommend another one of your properties, or you're probably wasting your time. You know, you don't want to waste time. So pre-qualify them. The amount of times I've been to viewings and then it's been a complete waste of time because I've not pre-qualified them is alarming. So don't do it, especially when you start building a team and you're paying for people's time. You don't want to be paying for people to waste their time. So pre-qualify all leads. Give them a call. And before you arrange a view and make sure they're suitable, make sure your property is suitable for them. Number four, cross-advertise. So that means don't rely on one source of lead. So you're going to need, I'll reel out a few, you're going to need spare room. You're going to need open rent, which will then give you right move and Zoopla 
In theory, it gives you Gumtree, but I would recommend doing uh, your own Gumtree ad. Depending on your area will depend on how effective that is. Facebook market. I've heard Facebook can be amazing in some areas, although the standard of applicants seems to be lower in my area. Uh, and I, I don't think I've ever managed to bag a really good tenant off Facebook. But nonetheless, you know, you could even ask around. Anybody looking for a room, you know, drop us a line. We've got some on your own social networks, asking people. And then you've got things that are a little bit more griller and old school, like leaflets. And just do as much as you can to fill these rooms. Voids are not an option. And you've got to be willing to hustle yourself. I'll hustle myself. I'm like, yeah, do you know what? I'll do a viewing any time it takes, especially when I started. Do whatever it takes because once the property is full and your cash flow, you can move on to the next. And last but not least, number five, sales. Viewings and filling HMO rooms is sales. So what I've done is I've brushed up on my sales skills to make sure that I'm able to convert. You want to increase your conversions because the, the, the better you are at converting, the quicker you'll fill your rooms. Simple as that, right? Little sip of coffee. It's actually half six. I like to do my podcast early certain days. Um, yeah, where was I? So number five, sales. You've got to brush up on your sales techniques. And I thought I would share, how many should I share? I'll share two top tips for sales. Number one, You've got to find out their why, what motivates them, not what motivates you, not what the key benefit of your product or service is to you, but what it is to them. And Brian Chase has got this amazing analogy, which I'm going to remix for you right now. Let's say, you know, you arrive at a viewing and the tenant arrives and, and as they arrive, they say, wow, this garden drive is amazing. I've always wanted a drive like this. And you turn around and say, fantastic. Let's go and have a look inside. And they go in and you try and get in the front door and the front door's a bit rickety. You can't really get in. And the guy says, hmm, that needs looking at. And you turn around and say, yeah, it does. But wow, look at that amazing drive that you've got just over there. Then they walk in and the place is a bit of a tip. The tenants, you know, left the pots out. You know, they've left stuff on the sofa, cluttering up the living room. And the guy says, hmm, like, what kind of tenants have you got here? And you say, yeah, but look at the amazing view through the window of that beautiful drive. And then you walk upstairs, you go to the room, get in the room. The room looks good, but, you know, there's a few marks on the walls and the guy says, hmm, great room, but what's going on with the marks on the walls? And you say, yeah, I, I know, you know, don't worry about that. Because, wow, if you just look down there, you've got prime view of that drive and the beautiful garden. And then as you walk to the bathroom, the you know, the shower needs regrouting a little bit. And he says, hmm, a little bit tired. And you say, yeah, I admit it, it is, but just think about it, you know. You've got that direct access to that beautiful garden and that great drive. On the way out, walk out and the guy says, you know, so, um, yeah, I, I kind of like the property, but I'm going to go away and think about it. I'm not sure. 
And you say to the guy, hey, but look, look how good your car looks on that amazing drive. And the moral of the story is this. Sometimes people will find different benefits of your service than you even imagined. And, you know, if that guy's got a brand new car, that could be one of the most important, that could be the most important driver. You're trying to sell the ensuite, the monthly cleaner, the garden, the standard of the this, the standard of the that, the rent, and they don't care. All they want is an amazing drive so their new Lexus or whatever can sit, Lexus, you know, old school, so their new whatever. I don't know if you've ever had a tenant and they've always got new cars, but I've never really known what the cars are. They're always super precious about them but they might just want their new car to sit in that drive. So listen, ask them what's important to them and then sell that, make your life easy. And the second sales tip, which is really, really key, is whenever you're trying to close, right? Whenever you're trying to close, the key thing is to ask the question and then shut up. You know, noise kills the sale, talking kills the sale. They actually say that, you know, um, you know, the selling takes place in the words, but the buying, the decision takes place in silence. So don't be afraid to say, wow, well, you know, look at that amazing drive. Do you want to go for it? Shall we give it a try? Do you want to sign up? And then shut up. So... That's it from me. Thank you very much for joining every single Monday. I appreciate it. Any ideas, any feedback, hit me up on Instagram at Simon Smith online. And remember, whatever you do, don't wait 25 years. Get crave. Thanks for listening. For more information, check out simonsmithonline.com. See you next time.